Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Patriots Football Podcast. I'm your host, Cage Davidson. I'm joined today by Jacob, also known as Pat's Discuss. And uh, if you don't know me, I'm Patriots Football underscore. You can follow both of us on Instagram. Again, that's Pat's Discuss and Patriots Football underscore. This is my first episode officially. The last two episodes didn't go. They didn't go as planned, but the first one did, but the mic, the audio just wasn't there. So we're restarting. We're giving this another go. This is going to be episode one right here. And uh, Pat's discuss. How are you doing today, man? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing well, man. It's can't complain about anything. You know, it's it's a great day to be a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really excited. Like, it, finally, the media has availability to see what the hell is going on down at Patriot Place. Yeah, it's it's amazing because last year we really we were kind of kept in the dark about a lot of stuff. It feels like, and we didn't really we're not we never we didn't get as much news as as much we're not getting as much news as we're getting now. I mean, I mean we're notified about a whole lot more than we were last year. Oh yeah. So um, I mean, I mean, obvious. Let's get the elephant out of the room here. I mean, Julio Jones. I mean, what's happening with that? I mean, are we are we gonna get him or is he gonna go to Tennessee? I mean, I give it a chance, just not a very high chance. See, yeah. The big thing here is his contract. And frankly, the asking price to get him in a trade probably won't even be that high. It might not be, it might not go any higher than a second round pick. Like, even though there's a report saying like there's a future first on the table, like by the time they like the Atlanta has to, tr- has to trade him, I yeah. doubt like it'll, it'll break more than a second. Like that might not be high. The problem is the contract. And with, when you're talking about the Patriots in a trade for a player, it always starts with the contract. He's got after June uh, 2nd, I think it is, uh, It he's making like $15 million. And we have exactly that much in $15 million in cap. So the while fitting him under the cap is one thing i'm not even starting there even if like even if we could fit him under, under the cap with another move i'm not convinced belichick is going to want to pay him 15 million dollars like he, i if julio jones were to come here it would have he would have to agree to rework his contract and i'm not convinced he will you better hope that the reports that he wants to come and play with cam newton and play in new england are true because if if not then i highly doubt he comes here yeah, because I mean, if that's not if that's not correct, then I mean, I definitely see him. He's definitely going to Tennessee if the reports about him coming here aren't true. Because I mean, I don't know if you've seen, but AJ Brown has been like he's been trying to recruit the mess out of Julio Jones lately. Like he's posting all sorts of videos and like he's tweeting out and all sorts of stuff. But I mean, here's to hoping that he becomes a Patriot. Hopefully, he does indeed want to play with Cam Newton because you know that's his only chance to get here. Really, I mean, yeah, <laughs> because I mean, and then there's another thing. And we're talking about trades for Julio Jones and people I've seen like all over Instagram and online. They're like Nikhil Harry in a second round pick, but I want to get, I want to bring up a player that not many people are referring to or talking about when it comes to a trade, but you think we could send Jarrett Stidham in a first to Atlanta to get Julio? I don't like, I doubt it. I doubt they want Jarrett Stidham. I don't want Jarrett Stidham around. I think that he's going to get cut. Like, I think he's, I mean, the fact that, I mean, he's going to get cut. I feel like, I mean, I feel like that time's coming and I feel yeah. like it's coming very soon. I got some, I got some thoughts on that in a second. I also just tweeted some of it. Um, if, if anything, you might be more likely to send Jared Stidham to Houston for Nick with Nick Casario. I doubt Atlanta would have any use for Jared Stidham. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan's getting older and 
Maybe well, maybe they can develop him in some in some way possible. But yeah, first they had know, Danny just, Etlin, and now they have Jared Stidham. That just so that just kind of that just kind of stuck out to me. I don't you know because I don't want him here. I just don't because the reports are the reports are going around that you know Mac Jones is the guy taking um, the second quarterback. I mean Cam oh, Newton's yeah. quarterback one and Mac Jones is quarterback two. So oh yeah, Jared Stidham, um, Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer are like three and four. What about Sony Michelle and a pick? <sighs> I see. I wouldn't mind that either, because because they're not going to resign him. They just they declined his uh, his uh, fifth year option. Yeah, like he, and you have Damian Harris as your running back one. Clearly, your running back run. He's clearly better than Sony Michelle. Like Definitely. maybe like or like Sony Michelle and like a second or a third. Mm-hmm. Well, would you do that? I would because I would definitely do it because. We have so much depth at running back. We have James White. We have Damian Harris. We have Rex Burkhead because he's he's coming back. He did tear his. A- I mean, he had a terrible injury last year. He tore his ACL, I believe. Yeah, and you know he was playing good. I mean, he's playing great up until that injury. So if we get Rex Burkhead back one hundred percent, we'll have we'll have those three running backs right there. And then we drafted the Stevenson guy out of Oklahoma. I don't see there being any room for Sony Michelle left. I definitely think that. Sony Michelle could be on the table for a potential trade. I mean, we could definitely get some picks from that. Oh yeah, and for one, Burkhead's not technically on the team right now. Unfortunately, he's still a free agent. Yeah. It, which uh, I mean, I would love him back. I like you just said he played great last year. He's a good, savvy, he's a good savvy, he's a good scrappy little player, and I think he's he gives you some value. And I like who knows if he's the same after that injury. Frankly, if in my opinion, he might be done. He that might be that might be his career at least in New England, but if not overall. The thing about the thing about Patriots players is like no one on the team is really like I mean yeah there are a couple of players but like when you look at the team as a whole there are not a whole lot of like wicked talents wicked talented players but each player on the team that starts has like trade value like we could get something out of, we could get something out of a team for a, like certain players on the on the Patriots right and I think Sony Michelle might might give someone a team more value than Nikhil Harry might like it, it depends on the team yeah, and how well, and how they rated like how how did Atlanta rate uh Nikhil Harry in that draft class be- like before they before New England drafted them like and may- maybe a change of scenery might be what Nikhil Harry needs like you could play that game or you like if the team I don't know if Atlanta needs a running back or not I'd, I'd be lying if I said I followed anything about the Falcons but yeah. it's just but I like would uh, Sony Michelle provide more value for uh, for uh, Julio Jones or like who knows like I I think he I think in in general in terms of the player he adds more value it just depends what Atlanta wants or needs. Yeah, it's just because Nikhil Harry is a weird case because he has not performed at all. Like I mean, he really hasn't performed at all. Yeah. Um, over the last two seasons, so That's you know, hopefully, I mean. I say we give him one more year, and if he doesn't produce, I say we trade him right before the deadline. Well, I mean, what are you gonna get? I, you're not gonna get much for that at that point, because I mean, at this point, like you might get. You can. Them, you mean you could? You could get maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. Now, like now, you might get that. Like at the trade deadline, I highly doubt because again, we, he's also I mean, in. He's also in the final. I think he's in the final. No, he's not. No, he's actually not. Now, I was about to say he's in the final year of his contract. He's not. I don't think. Well, I mean, I feel like if we traded. If we trade him right now, we could definitely get we would definitely get more than if we trade him later. Like if right. that makes sense. We we could probably get two picks from him as opposed to potentially one. Because if we get if we trade him right before the deadline, then I'd 
then maybe we get if we get two picks, then we'll get like a fifth and a sixth or a sixth and a seventh. We don't we wouldn't get really we wouldn't get anything that you know it not real. I mean, we like, wouldn't get like we wouldn't get like a second and a third or a third. No, and a third. no, no, you're not getting that at all for Nikhil Harry. He's Nikhil no. Harry has sucked this so far, and I. Hate to, be so, hate to be so blunt about it, but that's that's the fact. He has he's he came in here to be a number one receiver. He's been anything but that. Now he's he, everything he's at, but at that. Best, if anything, he's at best he's the third guy. If anything, Jacoby Myers has been the number one receiver lately. He's better than Nikhil Harry. Definitely. He was, he was, we last later. season he was better than Nikhil Harry. No question about it. Jacoby Myers was the best receiver on the team last year. Oh, absolutely, no question 100%. about it. And not counting Edelman, who was hurt. Like. Yeah, I mean, Edelman well, wasn't hurt. You could you could argue, but like he was hurt all year. Like yeah, Myers, unfortunately, Myers was the best receiver on the field, and he yep. and he really was not that bad. He actually took a, a good step in his route running. He looked like a solid receiver out there. So that was that yeah. was a, that was good to see. Hopefully, he takes another step. And he like he kind of reminds me he, like him and Kendrick Bourne aren't like that different. Like they're both little little route runners that um that can get open. So I mean. I that could be them two plus Aguilar look good today. Like your receiving core won't shouldn't be that bad. And plus to add the tight ends uh, to complement that. So yeah, the big, the big question is the quarterback position. We'll we'll get into that in a second. Gosh, the quarterback position is always a topic of discussion. Oh, when it, it comes to oh yeah. like especially lately because you know Matt it used, Jones, it used to never be a, a topic of conversation when Brady was no. here every year. Obviously, because we know who was going to be starting week one unless, you know, he was injured. Exactly. So, I mean, and the flake gate suspension, which he's innocent, by the way. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's definitely a topic of discussion because Mac Jones has been generating so much buzz at camp, like all the play, like players. And he's just grabbing the attention of the players and coaches around him. You know, Kendrick Bourne said earlier, uh, read somewhere Kendrick Bourne made a statement where he was like Mac Jones has a swag that I didn't know that he could have so mm. it's definitely it's definitely good and all the receivers are saying good things about him which is Jacoby Myers said something like he has the I mean he Jacoby Myers enjoys the talent that you know Mac Jones is able to throw him a catchable ball so I don't know if he's throwing shade at Cam or you know if he's just complimenting Mac but probably the latter I uh, can I yeah. read you can I read you a couple things that stood out to me um, yes, go this was this was from Bob Sosi, who was on the the uh, Zolak and Bertrand show today, uh, yep. talking about he was at OTAs today, so he got to watch everything himself. He was talking about Cam. You still see that front foot, that open stance release uh, on some throws, like towards the middle, his left foot starts striding to the left towards the sideline. It was causing some balls to sail on him, especially on some out routes. Uh, struggle and still continues to struggle throwing to the right. So all that be all what all that means is that doesn't sound like much has changed with Cam Newton. He's still having the the no. uh, he's still having the the issues with his um his throwing motion issues like mechanic wise. He's still struggling in that regard, which is of course like even he's been ta- uh, what was he been practicing with that uh, throwing coach. For the last yeah. couple months, yeah. So, and you know the saying: you can't teach old dogs new tricks. No, you um, can't. Like I'm sure, like I'm sure it'll help, and I'm sure he might improve a little bit in that regard. But overall, I don't think you're going to see that much of a difference. So nope. that that was him on Cam, and then he goes talking about Mac Jones. He throws a nice ball. He threw the best ball out of all, out of the entire group of the quarterbacks. He was asked a question, and he was asked, uh, "Does he look like a first rounder?" And his answer was. 
There's a difference between the first round rookie and the fourth round third year quarterback. Taking yeah. taking a shot at Mr. Jared Stidham, basically yes. saying the the first round rookie on day one looks better than the the fourth round quarterback in his third year in the system. So I'm, as I'm as we you. as we know, Jared Stidham sucks. I I've known that for the past. I've, I wasn't a fan of the pick three years ago. I wasn't. I'm just not a big. I'm not on the Jarrett Stidham train. And I just I don't I don't know what it is about him. I just. Maybe it's all, maybe it's everybody. As soon as Brady left, everybody was like, "Oh, Stidham Stiffy." It's he's the future. I don't. <laughs> I just. I'm not. I can't. I just was unable to jump on the hype. I was. I couldn't. It was just. It was difficult. And then I thought we were gonna draft a quarterback last year, and then we had to deal with Cam, which I mean was it was awful. But at the same time, there was a tiny bit of positive that came out of it, and then. We draft Mac Jones this year, and I mean, here we go. He's he's catching the attention of players and coaches at camp, and I mean, according to you know, according to all the reports and stuff, I mean, he looks good too. Like, I mean, he's he's just he's throwing excellent. I mean, he's just making good decisions. I mean, he's already stepping up as a leader, and I mean, on an on a football team, you know, stepping up as and being a leader as a rookie. I mean, that's that just speaks that speaks so much about the player that he is, and you know, I'm really excited about what the future holds with him. Like, I mean, as someone who did buy into the Stidham hype, I think it was a lot because it was, this was all pushed out by the team. Like this doesn't, this didn't really come out of nowhere. It came like from all pushed out from all the Patriots beat writers. They didn't draft the quarterback. It looked like Stidham was the guy. Stidham was the guy. It looked like that was the plan until last minute where they brought Cam in. And they they obviously saw something that they didn't like in Stidham. And so like, okay, we got to bring in Cam because this isn't working like we thought it would. And it's just, and then that just came, went on from there. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I heard about him during like the summer and all that we would get, I mean, we would get the, the top Patriots reporters would be there. We don't, we'd have like the Patriots would have limited media people because of COVID. And at first we're like, we're all getting hyped because the reports and the tweets were coming out that, Hey, Jarrett Stidham looked really good today in 11 on 11 and team drills. I mean, Jarrett looked great. And then as the offseason went on, you know, he was throwing more picks and he was, I mean, the more inaccurate throws and and team scrimmages. And I mean, we didn't have a preseason. So, I mean, maybe that can, because I don't, we really haven't seen Jarrett Stidham play in a meaning, in a meaningful situation in, in in a while. I mean, you could say that Kansas City, but, and he, Jarrett Stidham, like, I mean, he had some. He had some that Jarrett's that was Jarrett Stidham's chance. I feel like if we started Stidham that game, we probably would have the outcome would have been different. But Possibly. I think that I think that the Chiefs game is the game that is like that was gonna that that game right there tells us if Jarrett was a the guy or if he wasn't the guy because even when he came in, we had a chance to get it. We had the chance to win the game. Frankly, I didn't. I don't think it's that far fetched to say he's around. As a passer, it might be around, if not better than Cam Newton. Um, oh, he's definitely better than there's. I mean, I can. They're better player versus better passer, two different things. Like, yes, because Cam Newton has the running ability, which makes him a better overall player. But as yeah. a passer, he's like a, he's an athlete. It, it looked it looked better coming from Jared Stidham. He just definitely. Stidham obviously lacked some very important intangibles. Well, so that just wasn't going mean, to work. I can. They're the majority of backup quarterbacks in the NFL are probably better passers than Cam Newton. That's, <laughs> That's true. If Cam Newton, if Cam Newton was not a freak of an athlete like he is, can he would be? He would be a backup now. And I, yeah, I really, if, if I he, love Cam as a 
person, but I mean, if he was not the athlete that he is, he would be a backup. If he, if he couldn't run, he'd be working at Walmart right now. Like, man, don't say that. Don't say that. Like he, he cannot throw right now. He cannot throw. And he never, he's never been a great passer. Like even when he, in 2015, like as a passer, he wasn't great. Like he had, yeah, obviously I mean, had he, the was high solid, he had, the, he was solid. He had a high number numbers. He was an elite he, cor- he quarterback. Had, like, he had only a, I mean, he only had a couple touchdown passes like below Tom Brady. Like I'm pretty right. sure Tom Brady threw 36 and then Cam threw like 34 or something. And you know what helped like his, the threat as a runner, like he was yeah, an elusive, that's... tough runner. And that helps like, like Lamar Jackson, like Lamar Jackson's not a great thrower, but he, his running, his threat of running like aids it, him in that opens, regard. It opens up the passing a little bit. More. Exactly. And that's that, does, that doesn't work anymore with him because he's not an elusive Cam Newton's not an elusive runner anymore. He's more of like a power runner, which yeah. works great in short situations, but like, like in middle of field, like teams, like teams aren't afraid of it because it's just not anymore. At least not anymore. He's, they're not afraid of it. Yeah. I mean, especially with defensive talent only getting better. Like, oh, yeah. you know. And defense so, uh, is, linebackers are getting faster, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, the football players are evolving. Like, you know, it's it's easy to say that, like, the NFL is getting younger, and it is, but there's also constants like Tom Brady so and Aaron Rodgers. Like, all the best quarterbacks in the NFL are old men. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, the game is getting younger. And it's just father time's catching up to a lot of people. But it's not catching up to the greats just yet. Not yet. I don't think it'll ever catch up to Tom Brady at this rate. So, um, Vinatieri announced his retirement earlier oh, yeah. this week. Um, you know, he made some clutch kicks for the Patriots back in the 2000s. Um, Super Bowl 36. Um, what was the other one? Super Bowl 38. Yeah. Um, the the one versus the one against the Panthers. Yeah, it was, it was Super Bowl thirty eight because they didn't win it. I'm pretty sure it was Super Bowl thirty eight. I believe so. Yeah, and and then he went and played for the Colts after that after his Patriots career. And God, man, that man's been in the league for a long time. Oh yeah, he's been in here for twenty four years. Like he, um, like it's hard. You cannot like understate like how important he was at the beginning of the franchise like like he Definitely. made he made some clutch kicks like especially the the snow game oh, against the snow Oakland. game that might be one of the best kicks like in NFL history if not like the, it, best. the the kick may not have been it may not have been a long kick to make it i mean it wasn't from 58 yards but i mean it's in the snow and the weather's like that i mean that's a difficult kick to nail and he and that's, did it in that situation Which, that's a tougher kick than like a 50 yarder and and I mean, people are going to be like, "Oh, the tuck rule, tuck rule." But I mean, let me let's be real. The kick was—I mean, was you can't rule, whatever. That doesn't that doesn't discount the kick at all. Oh no, not even close. And people want to argue the rule. It was a rule, and it was you can argue it was a dumb rule, but it was still a rule. Patriots yeah. got Patriots actually got screwed by that earlier in that same season. But people don't like yeah. to talk about that because it's not a playoff game. Just exactly. saying. But, exactly. But uh, anyways, no, like, um, I hope to see him in the. I, I would like to think he'd be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, no, if Adam Vinatieri is definitely a hall, an NFL Hall of Famer. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, he'll be both, but I mean, it, no. What I'm saying is, like, he spent a lot of time in Indy. I just, I don't, I would rather see him in the Patriots Hall of Fame than Indy's Hall of Fame. I would imagine that's true because he won the Super Bowls here. So he'll probably end yeah. up in he'll he'll end up in the he'll Patriots be, Hall of Fame, Indy's Hall of Fame, and the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll, okay, that's probably. 
yeah that's that's probably what's i don't know if there's like a certain like guideline with that but i, I would imagine you would end up in all of them probably and um i mean like is tom brady gonna be in tampa's hall of fame with how it's going right now for him if he spends another if he plays until he's 50 i mean he'll definitely be there so some more some more patriots news um over this week um the patriots have signed tight end troy fumagalli and they have released linebackers Leroy reynolds and fullback danny vital so um what are your thoughts on that move is that just a depth move or is depth move yeah it's it's definitely a depth move I guess it's Jakob Johnson's fullback job now, which is, I was kind of, I was curious to see how Danny, but uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Um, I can't either. I probably butchered it and I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I was interested, interested to see how he would work here, but maybe like, maybe Dalton, Ke- like I, I kind of like wondered like how, if Dalton, they did, if Dalton they did. Dalton Keene is more of a fullback than a tight end. That's I think. kind he of what I'm a, saying. Like I want, yeah. I was wondering they were, they were going to do that kind of like, kind of like the San Francisco offense where it's like, the fullbacks are athletic and can catch passes out of the backfield or something like yes. that. And they, so they use like, they use Danny, they use Jakob Johnson. They're mainly blockers. And then they, like Danny can go out for a pass and run someone over or uh, yep. Dalton Keene can go out for a, l- a little pass, like maybe that kind of thing. Cause you can't like, cause you don't typically have someone like cover someone athletic cover a, a fullback. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I wondered if that was the case, maybe not. I mean, I could be wrong because they just released Danny, but uh, who knows? Like, yeah. I, I bet Dalton Keene could fit that role just fine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so what are some what are yeah. some other things that are sticking out to you as far as uh, the Patriots right now? Like, so what else is what one, else is sticking out to you? One thing that uh, I'm keeping an eye on is the Dante Hightower situation. You've heard okay. a lot of a lot of underground rumors that he may retire. There's no, yeah. no, so, there's no solid source saying that he could, but it's all speculation. But it, it does, it did worry me a little bit that he hasn't been at OTAs. He hasn't come out saying like he's coming back, because uh, I mean Chung out of nowhere announced his retirement. Uh, the well, one, the one thing that we know about um, he uh, Dante Hightower came from a a Greg Bedard a Greg Bedard report saying that he's been in the meetings at least, and most of them are. Yeah. And most of them are, and usually they don't announce a retirement until they've been on the field and be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But he's at least been in the meeting room. So he's been at the facility. He's been working. So that makes me feel a little better. Uh, even though well, he's, he hasn't been at the OTAs, but not many veterans were. So, I mean, can't read into that too much. But I'm keeping my eye on that because I really hope he's back. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Hightower opted out last season. And, I mean, we seemed that we had a whole lot of defensive opt-outs it, I mean, it felt like honestly, and defense, I mean, defense really held their own this year. It was just the offense that couldn't, couldn't produce. So, I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not worried if he retires, I'm not going to sweat it, but you know, again, he's a, I mean, great player. I, I mean, if he does retire, I'll definitely miss him and I wish him the best in retirement. Um, I'll sweat it because, this, it, because I mean, the middle, I will, I will that middle, our middle linebackers are like Juwan Bentley and Josh Uche, which I'm, I'm excited to see Josh Uche, but Juwan Bentley is a no, no. Well, Bill Belichick expects him to play, but you know, he right, says he, he did come out and say he expected Hightower to play. So that, but I mean, makes me feel he, better. he said that things change also. So yeah, things know, do change. We'll see, we'll see what happens with it. We'll just play it by ear and keep up. We'll keep a watch for it. And there's one more thing. Uh, Stephon Gilmore 
is another situation I'm looking at because tra- we could get so much trade value out of him. Send, we need to send him to Atlanta for Julio. Yeah, I highly doubt that one. No, it doesn't make much sense because because no, Atlanta's Atlanta. trying to get out of cap out of cap problems and trading and Gilmore Stephon over over not, there who yeah. wants a new contract. That's just going to complicate things. So I they highly doubt I highly doubt he has any value to them. But anyways, uh, Stefan Gilmore uh, reports saying he would likely hold out if he does not get a contract resolution by training camp or mandatory mini camp, whatever. So, so I had, whether you blame him or not is a different story, but the, but the matter of the fact is that Patriots have to do something before then they either need to adjust his contract or they trade him or they cut and they got to do something because he's most likely not going to show up. And the thing is uh, with how, I mean, with how it looked, we looked a little bit, on defense last year we looked like we struggled a little bit in the secondary we didn't struggle like that much but there were certain like games or whatever where we kind of needed the secondary to step up like buffalo at the end of the season frankly like i i hard it's hard for me to put much stock into that because of how bad the front seven was i'm the yeah so bad we couldn't get much pressure either they they literally did exactly what i wanted them to do and blow up the the defensive line and rebuild it which they basically did so i'm so happy about that what I'm trying to say is like I don't I just don't want him to hold out because we we need him. We, I mean he he can be a really important piece to this defense, this new revamped defense. Well, I, I say I mean, revamped, but I mean like re, like uh, all the free like agents rebuilt. we signed, like like that because they rebuilt most of that front seven too. Yeah, like the secondary is still if Gilmore shows up, it's still a deep, pretty deep secondary. So I mean he would and with how they rebuilt the front seven, and if you if you have Gilmore still and he still like produces for you. Like that, you have a really, really good defense. One hundred percent. So that's so it would be preferably we could bring him back, preferably on an extension too would be nice. But he is a thirty-something-year-old quarterback, cornerback, uh, who wants to get paid. So you got to be a little careful with that. But uh, he, even if he's not like the shutdown defensive player of the year player, if you can still get him back and he can still be like a number one corner for you, that's fine by me. Yeah. Unless you well, can get something um, good in return, which I don't know yeah. if you really can at this point. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of you you can't do anything about it as a fan. You just have to you just kind of you want the Patriots to go after it, but again, we we hold no control over that, unfortunately. But so if he hold out, if he holds out, he holds out, and if he does hold out, I don't imagine that he'd be with the team next year. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I my thing is that I don't think both J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore are back next season. And like that's in, unfortunate. In 2022. Those are, those are two very good DBs. Because you're going to have to pay at least one of them, and I don't think they're going to have room to pay both of them. Yeah. Or, nor would they want to pay both of them, quite frankly. So I think yeah. one or the other stays beyond 2022. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, one last thing here before we close, I just want to ask you your prediction on this because I'm about to give you mine, but I'm gonna see what you think. Starting quarterback, starting quarterback depth chart week one. My QB one will be Mac Jones. Mac Jones is gonna steal the show in camp. Cam Newton's gonna be back up. Brian Hoyer is gonna be number three. What do you think? What's yours? See, I've gone back and forth with this. Wait, what? Was, repeat your depth chart again. All right, Mac Jones is about to. Mac Jones is going to steal the show during camp, which right. I mean, it looks like he's he's in the process of doing that, is from what I'm hearing. 
Cam Newton's going to be QB two, and Brian Hoyer is going to be quarterback three. Um, interesting. I see. I've gone back and forth with this because I feel like either could happen. Like Mac Jones, I give him a real shot to win the job, but if you give me a prediction, like I don't know if Bill wants to start a rookie quarterback. So I might. I mean, ju- so I might just stick with my original prediction, which is it's Cam's show for mo- for most, if not the entire year. And yeah. Jones gets a redshirt year. So my depth chart would be Cam Newton, Mac Jones, and split it between. I might go, I might go, you know what? I'll give it to Jared Stidham, you know. Because, no, but, that, but we just re-signed Hoyer. So why will yeah, that's, that's what that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying? We're getting Hoyer rid can of go pa- Hoyer can go pound sand for all I care. <laughs> Bro, Hoyer's a stud. I love Hoyer Ryan. stinks. No, but yeah, yeah, you're right. But I mean, I don't. I'd, I would rather I would rather take my chances with a young backup who can give you a little more upside than Brian Hoyer can. But the thing about Hoyer is he's a veteran. He can bring that. He can bring the mentorship or whatever. And like, I mean, mentorship. I wouldn't if I were if I were Mac mentorship. If I were Mac Jones, I wouldn't be like, hey Brian, how do I play quarterback? I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. But um, I feel like since he's a vet, he can kind of Brian can kind of lead him down the right direction. But and teach and teach him know, how to take a sack at the end of the half. And just call timeout when you don't have any left. You can call us a call of uh, fourth timeout. Like I mean, that made, me, that made me so mad. I was like, "Why are you calling timeout?" But here's the big thing. It's like, and it's so funny because after that play, after that like half that game, Hoyer never even dressed for a game the rest of the season. You would have thought we were all convinced that they probably tossed him off a tall building. Like, yeah, you like. And they at the end of the day, they still brought him back. It's like they were so pissed at him, they didn't even dress him for the rest of the season. They put him behind Jared Stidham, and yep. they still bring him back. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I I I frankly don't rule out that they cut him. I mean, it it frankly to me, like flip a coin, either him or Stidham get cut. It's yeah, because I mean they're not really. They you know, it's suck. not gonna be. Who cares? Like at least at least Stidham has like potential upside because he's young. Because he's young, yeah. Well, that's really it. And it, Cam Newton. The thing with your depth chart is that Cam Newton has QB two. I don't know if Cam Newton is going to be exactly like being QB two. So Brian it's like, going to be QB two. So, and what I'm saying is, like, maybe Hoyer is back because if Mac Jones does win the job, uh, he Cam probably would not want to stick around to be QB two. He wants to go out, out and prove himself. So he get Where, he, where's he going to do that? The Texans? I, I have no idea, but that's just it's just a little conspiracy theory. Or, um, yeah. So like, and then you have Hoyer and Stidham as backups to Mac Jones, or one or the other. So we'll that's the, that's happens. just a theory. I mean, because who knows why Hoyer's back? It doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Well, oh, um, man. you know, um, so I, I appreciate you coming on. It's been it's been fun. I really enjoyed making this episode. Hopefully, everything comes out okay. Um, again, the quarterback situation. We're just gonna have to see what happens with that. Julio Jones. Hopefully, hopefully the Patriots will go after him. And, um, you know, yeah, Mac Jones is catching the eye of everybody at camp. So, oh, you yeah. know, we're just going to have to, you know, as as fans, we just have to sit back and, you know, watch what happens. So it's going to be a fun off season. I think it's going to be a very fun season. Um, we're definitely going to turn things around this year, I hope. So for sure. Um, Thanks yeah. for having me Pat, on. Pat's discussed. It's been a pleasure, man. I hope that um, hope you do well. Content, uh, good luck with uh, good luck with everything in the future, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Y'all go check out Pat's discuss on Instagram. Go give him a follow. Um, he's more of a debate page. So if you're into debates and, um, you know, just talking about the Patriots, I definitely recommend that you go check him out. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely enjoy 
Uh, he had me on Down to Earth Pat's talk a couple weeks ago. I definitely enjoyed doing that. So, um, yeah. If you, if you enjoy the negatives as much as the positive, you might like my page. Yeah, that's, you'll that, definitely like it. the page. If you don't, then you might want to keep moving. That's just, just yeah. I'm just being honest. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks again for having me on. Yeah, man, it's been awesome. Alrighty. I'll see you guys later. Tune in next time for episode two, which will be coming soon. Um, this has been episode one of the Patriots Football Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys later.